passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Bob the Love Sponge. You know, crotch discomfort might be just hurting your game. Fear no more. The kings of the crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. The brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped take your balls to the royal ball throne. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming also have the Lawnmower 4.0 for that trimming that you need so that you can wear the boxers and chill. They've even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. I think it's time for you to invest in your family jewels, my friend. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using the Bubba code at manscaped.com. Be proud of your underwear and wear the Manscaped waistband with a badge of honor. Your balls deserve it. Again, you got the Lawnmower 4.0, you got the Boxers 2.0, and you got the Jewel Pouch. What else could you want? It's all happening at Manscaped.com, promo code Bubba. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with Bubba as your promo code at Manscaped.com. Up your crotch game, because once the Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. Hello. Welcome to Off the Rails with Blummel. This is getting me hype. It is finally Friday, even though um, it felt like Friday on Tuesday. I was exhausted from what I don't know. My life isn't that difficult, but um, it is officially Friday, which means... It's the weekend, and anything is possible. We're probably going to get so much stuff done and go for walks and runs and bike rides, and probably not. Probably just sit on our asses and then eat some food. Uh, Blitz is here. Are, are you is your mic on? Maybe? We're getting things set up, folks. Uh-oh. All right. 81390 Bubba, if you'd like to call in and join the conversation. Maybe it's Dead Battery Jones. Not quite sure what's going on, but we'll figure it out. It's not a problem. Um, this week. Did. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. There we go. That should be good. Oh, perfect. That, sounds... that was my fault. Oh, no problem. Um, so we got a, a lot of things in store for this weekend. Um, no, we don't. Actually, we have pretty much nothing, which is the best type of weekend to have because you just yeah, got everything still wide do open. Stuff. Yeah, we're still going to do stuff, but we got no definitive plans. Um, please, no one now uh, text us or call us because you need help moving or something because then we will, in fact, find plans and then we will be busy. Well, so please yeah. don't. Please don't do that. Um, let's just take a call right out the gate. Hello, who's this? Well, I'm a Florida Stanley. Yes, what's going on, man? How are you? How are hey. your uh, the the feeling in your fingers? Uh, it still tingles, but whatever. That's okay. probably going to be yeah. for a Jet while. Ski but, yeah. Huh? Jetski Stanley. Jetski Stanley. Yeah. No, we are not changing my name to Jetski Stanley. Um. <laughs> so Blitz, I watched Jasper Mall two nights oh, ago. It's good, isn't it? There is no fucking way that is real. That can't be real. That there's no way that all that. Humanity is locked yes. in one small area. Sure it is. Why, Jasper, why, Georgia. Why right? wouldn't it be real? 
Alabama, I think. Yeah, Anna, Alabama. Anna, did you watch it? I watched probably a, a cool 45 minutes of the end. Oh, my God. How half. did you turn it off? I couldn't turn it off. No, no, no. I mean, like, we, we started, I think he started showing it to me midway through, and, and I'm like, this is dumb. And then all oh, of a sudden, I became okay. hypnotized, and I watched oh, the entire thing. Oh, so you didn't thing. even see the haircut at the beginning. Oh, my no, God. No, I missed the haircut. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. The, the one that yeah, wasn't there... wasn't even? <laughs> wasn't even. Uh, Stevie Wonder could have done a better job. I know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, well, but hold on. Has you Bubba see, watched it. I didn't. No, I missed cor- the first of course half not. Of, this of course morning. not. But like, okay. you see what I mean? Like, it, it it's horrible, but it hooks you in. It pulls you I, in. I'm, I'm telling you, Blitz. I'm telling you, that has got to be. It's a spoof filmed as a documentary. It's not. It can't it's be real. It's real. Oh my god. Do you think, I'm gonna. What, I'm. What do you think, Bubba's gonna? I'm think making about a trip it? there. I'm gonna make a trip. To, is it still open? Yeah. Is so it, there's so I, there's like uh, there's, Facebook groups of people that have traveled up there and they have pictures. It's like a big deal. Deal now. This, oh my like, god. The guy, the guy Mike or whatever his name is, he's like Ozzy takes guy? pictures of people. Yeah. Oh my he, god. Supposedly, he's still I'm definitely. There. I have got. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely gonna make a trip up there. Um, Maybe maybe September. I got too much going on. I would love uh, to August. know the the brainchild of that. Like, who thought it was a good idea? Right. Who How was did... captivated by the story of Jasper Mall and thought it was good oh, enough to make says, a documentary? It says, in the, it says if you look on the wiki, it says um, it's the same uh, the same guy that made um, oh, fuck. I can't remember um, another. There's an, he made another movie or another documentary that that's well known. I can't remember yeah. which one it was though, but. If you look at the wiki, it's but the, a, it's, but how, but how do you hear about? It? That's the thing is, how do he hear about Jasper Mall? Like you don't oh, you don't just, you don't just say, hey, I'm going to make a movie about Jasper Mall. You're right. like, you got to hear about it first. Someone's got to tell you. It almost seems like you know those shows, like those cooking shows, where it's like you have three ingredients, like pineapples, uh, mm-hmm. tuna, and pickles, and you got to make a meal. <laughs> it's like they're like you you have to make a, a documentary on Jasper Mall. And they're like, oh shit, how the fuck am I going to do this? And it's, yes, and they pull it off. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I tell you what, if they would have made a documentary about any other mall, it would have been boring as shit. That was. <laughs> but I'm telling yeah, you, though, I'm so telling you, there's horrible. It, it was so horrible. It was good. I, I, I'm willing to bet that 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 same mall scenario plays out all over the country. Oh yeah. Oh my god! What? The, but the personality of the people is just what made it, or the lack thereof. <laughs> just these empty yeah. vessels, you know. But yeah. you find their story so captivating. Well, they live in Jasper, Alabama. What right. else do they have to look right. forward to? Yeah, yeah. That, precisely. <laughs> just going to the Besides mall. Their friends dying. That I know. They I was just about to say. With. I know. That's yeah. how. Isn't that hey, how it spoiler ends? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Bye. All right. Call All right and, take uh, care. Tell you, I watched it. All right, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I'm, I've said from day one, it's not good. No. But, like, it's captivating. And it's, like, literally, if you have time to kill and you're like, I've seen everything else, what am I going to watch? Like, it's kind of it's interesting. You know what it is? You know the state of mind that you're in when you're just sitting on a public bench watching people, just pe- people yeah, watching? Yeah, That's the same feeling. You just sure. feel like you're sitting on a bench and you're just watching people go by and it's you're kind of having like a, a um a reflective moment. You know, you see someone go by and you go, that person has a whole life history. I wonder where they're from. I wonder what their it's, family's like. Like it's the same sort of feeling watching Jasper Mall. Jack Jack is also right. He said he was hoping it would have gotten better. That's the other thing too, is you watch it the whole time, you're like, All right, it's about Waiting to get for the good. High spot. You're like, it's about to get good. The whole time you're watching it, it's about to get good and it never It's like does. a sneeze that you can't and you can't sneeze it out. You you feel the feeling of an impending sneeze and you lose it. And that's what Jasper Mall is. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's the hope that keep, well, I guess we just ruined it for people. But yeah, you're really hoping for the high spot. You're like, someone's going to die. Someone's going to get eaten by a tiger, fall off the Ferris wheel. But no, nothing well, happens. That, well, that guy, Mike, that's a security guard, uh, started out as a roadside zoo owner. He's kind of like a dark match uh, Joe Exotic. And that's what he was. Yeah, yeah. But just not as, um, it didn't quite have the charisma of one Joe Exotic. Right. <clears throat> you know? But just a, a lot less boring. I, I think the 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 best part and the worst part, the part of the movie that made me like actively question why am I watching this, is when he's isn't he giving like a little bit of a tour of like a dark warehouse, 
Like he's like, check out this, oh, and he oh. brings someone in a dark no, so area of the mall. I was gonna I'm say, like, why so the fuck am I watching they, this? They show where the Kmart used to be, and okay. he walks into the Kmart, and it's like a 10-minute thing. Like It should be a 30-second part of it. It's literally just a vacant like store. walking around with a flashlight for like 10 minutes, and you're like, what the hell? Uh, I think we actually fast-forwarded a little bit, at least for me. I'm like, this. Is, I need some, a little bit more action. Take yeah. me back to the to the very young interracial couple uh, with the enormous white chick and the skinny black guy like that. Mm-hmm. That I found to be the most captivating story that was told. Oh yeah, because they barely spoke, and uh, <laughs> it was just they obviously knew each other for a few weeks, and they were in love. Yeah, um, and he was like, "I'm leaving. I'm going out of town. Right. I'll be cheating on you the whole time." And they talk about a lot of the issues they encountered as an interracial couple with the five words that they both knew. Oh, know. You know, they, they're they like, it's my grandmama didn't like when I was dating a black man. Mm-hmm. And then they pan to him and he's just like, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Um, so check it out if you haven't. It is um it's good. In a weird way, it's good. It's just like people watching. If you like just yeah. sitting and watching people go by, I don't even understand why that's so entertaining or the, how that's held such a high entertainment value in a world where we have, you know, our smartphones and our computers. Mm-hmm. People watching is still just fascinating. It's just something that you can pretty much do for hours. At least I can. I know you can, too. Yeah. Um. Usually it's made better when it's just, you know... Six enormous Latina chicks about to get in a fight in front of a you know taco a taco dirty. dirty. Um, Blitz and I this is probably what about like three months ago or something. Yeah, we went months. to get Taco Dirty, which is uh, one of our favorite places to go get some food. Rhett's too. Yeah, that motherfucker refuses to go. They have this broccoli, yeah, this Rhett, breaded piece of shit, fried broccoli. It's so fucking good. So good. So um, we get the food to go, or maybe we ate and we we brought. Maybe if it was one time I had leftovers. And we went to get in the car, and we see some shit about to go get down. It, I think it's a Sunday, maybe. It was a Sunday fun day, perhaps. Maybe around 4 p.m. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and there were these probably six or seven or eight. There kept More kept coming. Mm-hmm. Um, enormous. Because like, in that, in that area, there's a bunch of, like, bars and stuff. Where mm-hmm. you can, you know, it's not... It's not Soho. unlikely to walk around, you know, walk a couple blocks, right? Catch, yeah. catch an Uber, you parked across the street and down the road, or yeah. whatever. So, if you're unfamiliar with the Tampa area, it's uh, it's it's this place called Soho, South Howard, and like Blitz said, there's a bunch of restaurants, bars, and shit. Mm-hmm. And usually on Sundays, it gets pretty busy, especially during uh, football season, um, or if there's any sort of sports or anything, the place is always just popping off. So, uh, Taco Dirties is kind of right in the mix of all that. So we see great food, worst name ever. Yes, it's stupid name, but it's fantastic food. And there's like maybe three or four ginormous Latina chicks, and then more just keep coming. Mm-hmm. Like they, we see you know another car pull up, and three more get out. And then we see that there's a little bit of uh, some conflict going on. A kerfuffle. Yes, a kerfuffle, if you will. So we get in the car, and I say to Blitz, can we just chill here for a second, eat food, and watch what might go down? And he's like, I wasn't planning on driving away. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, I saw some chick getting loud, and we just posted right up. I remember there was like a Jeep in front of us, and we're like, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> like, Dude, we can't see this. her. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure we saw some yelling, some screaming, and then I think, remember like a black car pulled up and one of the Latina chicks went over to the driver's side and like took a swing. Yeah, it was weird. And then we didn't know if they knew each other or if she was just talking shit. The bouncers from the club. I was just about to say, there's a, a, yeah, a bar right across the street. Yeah. And we see, we're watching him laser locked on the same situation we are. Yeah. And at one point, he just darts out in the middle of the road and like tries to break things up. Yeah. That was awesome. It was That fun. was so good. God, I hope that happens again. Well, we thought it almost did. Remember the other day, another group that looked similar when yes. we last time, they like strolled up and, you know, they were not drunk, but they, they probably were feeling all right. Yeah, they which start, was they started odd. doing they started doing selfies and stuff. We're like, I said, oh, here we go again. Yeah, it was it was also Sunday, I believe. Yes, it was. Yeah, but <clears> they were <throat> they was fine. Yeah, they were like, take a picture, take a picture. Like she was like screaming at her friend to take a picture of her. She wanted there was like sprinklers, so I guess it was giving some sort of aesthetic that she wanted to capture. 
So I kind of, we just stayed for a second. And then as soon as it resolved itself, we're like, all right, let's carry on. Boring. We, we only want fights. We want friggin' haymakers. And it was so funny because like all these chicks, these Latina chicks, they were like, some of them were probably two bills. Um, oh, yeah. They were in the like, I would say 180 to 250, like all, like every single one. But they're dressing like they're like 125. Oh, yeah. They're real tight. Yeah, like the tight bodycon sort of deal. A lot of midriffs. I'm like, these girls, I admire the confidence. Like, I'm like, I don't oh, even yeah. have the confidence to pull that off. Yeah. But they're just, they don't give a fuck. They're just, and then a lot of times when you're wearing tight clothes, as us ladies know, it's it's hard to make a lot of grand gestures or movements. So when you're throwing like haymakers, like titties are popping out. So we were just like waiting for the show. Yeah, and it's like um, it's in the middle of the summer in Florida, so there's like titty sweat dripping off their, yeah. their skin tight stuff. They got and... titty sweat, they got roll sweat. Yeah, you know, gross. it was uh, they got nails, so you got that. But it was just it was crazy. I've never been um, angered, went drunk or sober otherwise, and like taken a swing at someone other than my sister that one time. Ed but Kelly that was... says they were all rocking the camel. Well. Um, a lot of them were wearing skirts and they're riding up pretty high. It was just beautiful. Everything about it was just fantastic. It, and we were, the only thing that could have been better is if that fucking Jeep wasn't in front of us. So we mm-hmm. could have gotten a better view of the things that, um, were about to go down. So that's cool. <clears throat> um, this week I have been living solo, oh, living yeah. by myself, yep. taking care of the cats um, for those that don't know, my roommate and I think I think a Bubba Army person like uh, really donated to help donate to her uh, church thing that she went on this mission oh, trip. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. <clears throat> so th- shout out to whoever that was. I think she reached out to you and thanked you mm-hmm. if you're listening. So I had the house myself because my roommate is in Costa Rica right now um, on a. Do they still call it a mission trip? Is I think that- so. Is that its slave name, or do they call it like a retreat? Like, is there some well, other name? Be, a mission trip isn't for slaves. No, I know, but it's it, to it's, reprogram people so they believe this uh, Bible. Right, please, it's a re-education camp. So, yes, yes. I, I don't know what people call it. I think it's still called a mission trip, but I don't know if that's the r- wrong terminology because sometimes they they try to you know sugarcoat it, like oh, it's a it's a church retreat, yeah, the yeah. help out thing. So um, I'm, I've been following along loosely, um, you know, making sure she's alive and whatnot. I did hear from her a couple of days ago when she called in to ask about the kitties. I'm like, they're good. Everything's good. Everyone's fed. Everyone has water. We're good. Um, but uh, I am curious, and I will definitely be asking her a lot of questions as I do. Um, and you can usually tell for those people who have met me, if you give me a little bit about a story. Like, for example, we were speaking with Rhett the other day. and The filthy? The filthy, yes. And he started telling us about the uh, the Monet incident. And mm-hmm. I felt like I really took it to the next level in terms of details. Like, I like to know details. Oh, yeah. Every detail. Um, I like to be walked through a story that I find interesting. Um, this frequently happens with the Diacos if they give me a little nugget about some sort of family dynamic sure, or, you know, with the wives and the kids or daddy Joe or something. And I overhear them say something. And then that's usually when the white lab coat comes on and I start ask, I want to thoroughly go through everything so I can fully understand the situation and analyze it. So um, I want to ask, you know, my roommate about, you know, what are these people that already are Christian and you're just helping them build a church sort of deal? Or are we, like, converting? Because how does that go down in the 21st century? I'm curious. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Because the way things used to go down, um, it a lot of it was by a conquer in force, right? Like, yeah. the way the, the Romans did things, um, the way that, you know, during the Crusades. Like, it, it shocks me sometimes that people still go on mission trips because I'm like, is that kind of like the Crusades? That didn't go well. I mean, it did go well for the you know the Crusaders, but not the Crusades, if you know what I mean. A lot of people were forced to uh, convert; other uh, otherwise, they would be uh, killed. And I'm sure a lot of them were killed, anyways. But um, so I'm always very curious as to like the uh, the connotation of a mission trip because of the historical nature of conquesting 
native people and forcing them to adopt your beliefs. Now, I understand you're probably not doing this using the same tactics. Right. Like maybe you're like, here's some food and a Bible. Like you try to sneak it in, like you sneak in medication with your dog food. I'm sure it's a lot of that. You know, I just want to know. I assume most of them are already Christian. Let's be real. They speak Spanish. They've already been, you know, yeah. conquered by the, the Spaniards, which were Catholic. So I'm sure a lot of them are, are it, like, the work's already been done for you. Yeah, you you would think so. And then I think, like, have these people suffered enough? Like, aren't they, they see white people and they're just like, are you fucking kidding me? But white people bring goodies. Yeah, they bring, they do bring the medications. They bring the, the food. Not all white people. And not all people that they help are people of color. I'm just want to clarify. But in this situation... Typically, it's like these, you know, brown people are receiving help from white people and they get the foods and the medication and the supplies. So that's that's great for them. Mm -hmm. But do they like say the words and you're like, I accept Jesus. Okay, Mm -hmm. here you go. There's your food. Like, I want to know, like, what's the transaction or are we just indiscriminately helping everybody? Someone yeah. explain it to me. Maybe call in if you've been on a mission trip. Eight one three ninety Bubba. A real like a overseas mission trip. Yeah. Not like hey, I went to part of Tampa. Right. No. 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 I mean, I want some some Costa Rica, Ghana action, something like that. Yeah. Or you? Yeah. You went overseas, and then yeah, what did you? Uh, what's the itinerary typically? Do you I'm build will- houses? I'm willing to bet that what happens is they have a church group there already that live there. Hmm. And this church group contacts that church group and says, hey, we, we want to come do a mission. And they say, okay. And there's, you know, 20-ish, 30 people that mm-hmm. come down there and they spend a week, you know, walking through town, giving a few things out, helping to like rebuild whatever. And, okay. You know, and, and, but it's like probably, you know, with a, a local group down there that. That already, already stationed has a, a down group there. Of people that like, hey, we've, we've got right. a plan that this week we're going to rebuild the. Uh, you know, so and so's house. See, that's cool as fuck. Like, if it's if it's like a Habitat for Humanity, is that a Christian-run thing or no? The non-denominational. You know, I don't. I mean, I know what Habitat for Humanity is, but I don't. I don't know. I think it's might be. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was run by a church, but now I'm second guessing myself. If it's shit like that, where you're just rebuilding schools and houses and hospitals, that's fantastic. But if you're, like, going there just to do, like, church services, I feel like that's maybe not what the locals need the most. You know, maybe they need... Habitat uh, for Humanity is a Christian organization. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, that uh, that I'm cool with. Like, hey, our church wants to go build some houses. Great, no problem. But, I, again, I don't, I don't know how it would go. It's like, are you trying to convert people? Are you knocking on their aluminum doors saying, hey. Aluminum? If you, if you have any, what would it, look, aluminum, cardboard. scrap metal. I mean, that's good money. <laughs> okay, cardboard doors. Hey, if you have any, uh, if you're free on Thursday evening, we're doing a, we're doing a little bit of a, a nighttime service if you'd like to join us for some uh, plantains and rice. Bananas? I don't know how that goes down. Huh? Bananas? Bananas? Um, yeah, I'm dumb. So, <laughs> what's, what's. Weird is like some religions are very interested in getting recruits, which is funny because I feel like those are the religions that lead the least amount of recruiting. So like you think about the most popular religions on the planet, I want to say it's Christianity followed by Islam. Yeah. In terms of numbers of people who just subscribe Probab- to the to the religion. Um, and if you think about it, those two groups of religions did a fair bit of conquest um they did they forced people to convert against their will maybe they took them from other places like africa and then brought them here and said this is your new god that you will accept Mm -hmm. and then all of those people's children then subscribe to that religion blah 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 um, you know who's not interested in converting anybody and would prefer less converts are Jews. That is something that I've always really admired and liked about the Jewish culture and faith is that we have no interest. In fact, we would prefer you didn't convert and you just leave us the fuck yeah, alone. Because I think a lot of it, too, is, you know, the, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, not in the religion and the faith, so I don't know. But it's, I, I understand it as. Hey, look, if you want to convert, eh, fine, I guess. But, like, you know, you're really not Jewish unless your mom's Jewish. Right. And this is perfectly 
illustrated in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, for those that watch it, the brother's wife converts to Judaism. And she's trying to go like hardcore Jew. Well, yeah, okay, there's that too. And everyone just rolls their eyes and they don't want really anything to do with her. Now, it could just be that her character is annoying and that's probably most of it. But for the most part, we don't really want any converts. We don't, it's more of a cultural thing and you're really not Jewish unless you're born Jewish. And if you convert, it's like you're a fake Jew. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that we don't, you will never see someone knocking on your door, a Jewish person knocking on your door and saying, hey, have you checked out the new synagogue? It's not what we do. We don't want converts. So I've noticed this on Riverwalk the last uh, five times or so I've been on there. Like, doesn't matter what time, what day, period, Jehovah's Witnesses are out there set up. Yeah. Every time. They are, uh, they're big hustlers. Now, I will say- And Mormons, too. They have not, like- they don't stop you and say like, "Hey, hey, can I talk?" Like, unless you walk up to the, because they have like a whole setup of like, yeah, you know what they're there for, right? Yeah, and they don't like props to them. They don't hide it. Like they say, "Here's where Jehovah's Witnesses." Like it's like written on the sign and all that, and they're not coming up to you and saying, "Hey, can I talk to you?" Like I think they're supposed to, but they don't. Now, if you walk up to them, obviously they're there to talk and mm-hmm. convert and <laughs> whatever, sell themselves. Um, but they've been there all day, every day, like. Three o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday, five p.m. on a Tuesday, like all weekend, like they're always there. I want to see their analytics. Like they must be doing that because it must work with some people, right? Has to. Otherwise, it's like because if you're think about it marketing wise, if if doing certain things like posting on Instagram didn't work, or mm-hmm. you know putting money into advertising didn't work, then companies wouldn't do it. Religions, same way. There must be a small percentage of people that are like, oh, what's this? But I, I think the people that, you know, they're targeting are probably people that are walking by themselves, yeah. alone, mm-hmm. you know, going through a hard time. Because there's a lot of people amongst us, any, and a we've lot. all experienced times where you're just in dire straits, either financially, emotionally, your relationship, your kids, whatever, and you're going through a hard time and you're just kind of looking for, this sounds try but a sign you know and then suddenly someone comes up to you and they want to be near you and they want you to join their community and you feel like you you know need a sense of belonging because that's a very human instinct is i need to belong somewhere with some group and so that must work some of the time otherwise they wouldn't do it right like yeah and i think a lot of religions kind of uh prey on that oh yeah yeah people who because you don't see like vulnerable people (laughs) or people or people that are just in a vulnerable time yeah you don't see people doing mission trips in you know hollywood hills beverly hills so along with like the mormon mormons the jehovah's witnesses also are our big uh, door-to-door salesmen yeah they're in great shape um most of them and i i gotta wonder like how many people on that too are you like because uh, that's different than going to someone's house and like interrupting them or bothering them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how many, how many people? Because uh, like, it must work sometimes. Nobody, like, I don't care what you do. You come to my house, like, unless you're a kid selling cookies, like, f- whatever. Okay. Or an Amazon package delivery guy. Well, that's 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 different. They just leave it on the on the doorstep. Yeah, but I mean, like, trying to actually like sell you something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't care what it is. Like, I'm gonna definitely not buy it now. You're like, get out of here. You're bothering mm-hmm. me. Right. You're soliciting. No solicitors. No thank you. Yeah. But that must work for some people. Now, you got to think about the 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 quality or type of person that that's working on. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. Literally. How does that... I mean, are they just so gullible? Do they think every idea is the best idea? Do they have just an incredibly... This is going to sound mean. Incredibly low IQ. Like, I can't imagine... Like you said, it should anger you if someone comes to your house trying to get you... Yeah. Essentially, they're saying, whatever your belief system is, mine, yours is inferior to mine, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get you to come to the light. Because I am right, and you are wrong or on the wrong path, and I yeah. need you to go down my path. And now That's I, what you're saying to me. Yeah, go so, fuck yourself. And it's... So... And I've noticed them on Riverwalk. You know, they're all in all different places. They're always somewhere different. But, like, I'm okay with that as well. They're not bothering anybody. Yes. Like, they're set up there. They're Sometimes they sing and whatnot, but that's fine. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any of that. But they're always, like, they're dressed well. They have a nice little setup. And I haven't seen them, like, actively going and bothering anyone. So, like, I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. No you're problem. just, you know, you, you have a stand or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, no different than you selling lemonade, but that, that's fine. I don't I'd really care. I'd have a problem with that, really. With the lemonade? Trying to set up a business there, like. Oh, well, I mean, they, well, but, religion's a business. I but, know, but yeah, I understand is, what you're saying. Not. Yeah. So um, I just want to know, like, who that's working on because it must work some of the time. And I think they're just to, yeah. trying to catch the right person at the, the like, the right person at the wrong time of their life, if that makes yeah. sense. Where they're looking for a sign and they they get it. Um, eight one three ninety Bubba. I think we had a few phone calls. I would like to hear from people who've been on mission trips and you know what right. what the itinerary is, what the the goals typically are, and how you um, how you communicate with the locals, especially if you don't even speak their language. I'm sure there's translators and shit, but um, I wonder what the locals feel about like the the people that come to. To save them mm-hmm. if they uh, I mean, of course, if they're bringing goodies and supplies, that's always nice. But in terms of like, oh, great. Now I got to listen to this fucking lecture for mm-hmm. two hours before I get my free cookie. Mm-hmm. So because we've all done shit like that. We're like, all right, give me the spiel so I can get the free chapstick. I just want <laughs> just give. It oh, to yeah. Me. <laughs> that, I, every now and then you get the the, the timeshare deals. Have you seen those? Like, yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll take you out to dinner or like the investment guy. Right, or whatever. Right. Like, I, I won't do that. I right. Don't care. No, thank you. Please. No, thank you. Um, let's take this call. Hello. Who's this? Hey, sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say, uh, you remember those people that like the kids that walked around, they're like Mormons or something. They called themselves elder John or I'm elder Lee or something. You know what I mean? They're, but they're they would kids? always say elder. And then, yeah, they were usually like 15 or 16. Why would they and call I themselves elders? Go, yeah, they would be like, I'm Elder John or I'm hmm. Brother elder John. Ford. Anyways. <laughs> elder yeah, <Ford>. Elder Ford. <laughs> no. The, uh, but anyways, they would walk around and they wanted to talk to you about their religion and stuff, but they would come help you or do stuff like that every now and then. But anyways, the story is, like, when we were kids in our town, these guys would ride around on these bicycles, and they'd have their little backpacks and their books and whatnot, and then they would want to come talk to you about their religion. Well, yeah. mom's like, yeah, sure, y'all come on up and tell me all about it. And then she literally, we sat there for like three hours while they picked weeds and did yard work for my mom. And she gave them drinks and food and stuff, but she didn't give them no money. And she listened to what they had to say, but she literally made them dudes work in her garden for like two or three hours one day. And they're like, we got to go. Oh, that's pretty She's funny. like, oh, so <laughs> no. It's pretty funny. I just figured you guys would like that story. It was pretty, pretty good to get some yard work done. Yeah, okay. I, I wish and I, I could remember what religion it was. It was Mormons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all have a good one. Man. Yeah, if they, Thank were, you. if they were elders going door to door dressed up with backpacks, especially bicycles, that's a that's a very Mormon thing. Yes. That was a very popular costume when I was in college, okay. which was always, the first time I saw it, I thought it was great. Like, it would just be, you know, a bunch of drunk people, and then you'd see just two guys on a bike with the outfit and the backpack. Yeah, yeah, and they were just, like, fucking wasted. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello. Hi. Uh, you're Hi. on uh, Blummel off the rails. What's going on? Um, just wanted to talk to you about the uh, people knocking at your door, the religious people. Yep. Yeah. You're thinking of it from the wrong point of view. Oh, okay. From the church point of view, hmm. it's actually pushing those people closer to the church because every door they knock on, they get hated on or they act like they're just a bother. You know how you guys act or everybody acts yeah. to them. So it makes them closer to their church members because that's the only group that they can identify with okay i guess uh, i see that like it's two it's twofold hey number one we're sending you out and making you closer to the church because all, all these people hate oh, you but I the see. church loves you and twofold and the other the other thing is we might recruit some people too exactly, interesting exactly. so it's kind of like basic training where you band together when you go through hard times because everyone's like fuck off <laughs> i hate you god's exactly. dead okay i get that Kind of we'll almost like show. an ishi- ishi- initiation deal. Yeah. I kind of yep. understand that. Thanks. That's smart. I didn't think about it that way. Have a great show. All Thanks. right. Thank See you. Guys you. Later. Bye. Yeah. I wonder if it's kind of like an initiation thing where like the newbies, because it's always like young people typically. I believe so. And I, and I know like uh, they're required to do that. And like Jehovah's Witnesses, I, I forget what it is, but like I had some friends growing up that were part of the church. Mm-hmm. And they had to do that like every so often. I forget, you know, whatever the requirement was, and they had to go do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. I no. don't soliciting religion. It Again, like how are you convincing people in a, in a 30 second spiel to turn their life? And because it's not usually a small commitment, it's like we want you to go to church. 
you know, weekly, biweekly, three mm-hmm. times a week, get involved, all that sort of shit. Um, what I do like about, again, the, the Jewish community, and I'm not saying that there's a lot to love, but this I do like, is that they're very libertarian in this way. You guys do whatever you fucking want. We're going to do our thing. We're not trying to... I don't understand why people feel like they need to get recruits. Is It, it, it must be just just the money, right? Like, why does Christianity need, need more recruits? I guess that's kind of just baked into the... Uh, the whole the, well, the gospel and and you you're supposed to spread the word like that's just yeah. baked into the the pillars of the religion itself. The more, the more people that they have on their side, basically, the better off they are. Yeah, and it, with with that comes money and other things. But mm-hmm. you know, numbers. Right, it's a numbers game. That's what you want. Yeah, I just um no thank you is what I have to say. To that no thank you. Uh, let's take a short break for editing purposes. We'll be back within a couple minutes. And I do want to get into some pretty controversial stuff that I was researching yesterday, as I tend to do. Be right back. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. off the rails with Blummel. We'll be here for 15, 20 minutes-ish. We'll see where it takes us. It's the weekend. 81390Bubba. Sure is. I'm thinking I might make something, some treats. I don't know. We'll see how we go. I definitely need to go for a run. And then um, probably head over to your place. Hang out for the weekend doing a little bit of jujitsu tomorrow and that is the only thing i have locked and loaded uh 81390 bubba uh this guy in chat wants to know if you'll ever let me go riding again yeah you can go right riding yeah. on your four-wheeler i would assume so yeah yeah well, she's I never, never s- let him go yeah so she's never said no no i just i haven't had the time to go so yeah Oh, he's 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 gone and done firework stuff. Not that that's firework stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, if he wants to go do that, he goes and do, does that sort of thing. I need to um, too. Yeah, we're not a we're not a controlling bunch nope. of people. You got to nope. let people live their lives. Blitz has a lot of hobbies. 
I've I've a few hobbies. Brunch oh, is, is one of my hobbies. And Kelly, was that you that sent the mixer? So make sure you grab that mixer if you're gonna go take. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for that. That was very very sweet. I did see that. I was. I, sure. I have it. I have it set aside. Okay. Here. Yeah. To open on the air. I guess. I'm okay. Not sure. Well, we'll we'll do something with that. Thank you so much. That was such a generous awesome. gift. Really, truly. Um, eight one three ninety Bubba. So. Last night, I was watching a video about, um, I don't know if people are familiar with this, probably most people are, maybe not, I don't know if it's common knowledge. Are you familiar with the book called The Bell Curve? Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's probably one of the most, if not the most controversial books ever written. If you're unfamiliar with it... Um, it was a book written by two dudes, one of whom was lucky enough to die shortly after it was published, I think. I think the other one that survived was Charles Murphy, Murray, Murray, Charles Murphy. <laughs> I think that's, uh, Eddie Murphy's brother. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Um, I think it's Charles Murray was the other one that lived long enough. I think he's still alive, um, to, to deal with all the fallout. It really wasn't the book that was that controversial. It was just a single chapter they did on, um intelligence and race yeah um i could have even told you that in the 90s that was not the way to go before everything got really woke but essentially what they did is they collected a bunch of data about iq and you know people tend to look at iq and maybe uh age or uh gender but putting it against race is probably the biggest no-no that you could probably make in science or just in public in general and they took samples from lots of white people asian people black people um and they compared it and they they published their findings Mm -hmm. and a lot of people were not happy about that um not happy mm -mm. and so again one of the guys died i think shortly after but the one that lived just pretty much went through hell um was called a racist was you know i think pretty much banished from academia Mm -hmm. for trying to make it seem like some people had a predisposition based on race for intelligence over others and they didn't make any of those claims in the book. They didn't say like, oh, you know, white people have a lower IQ than Asians because they're inferior. You know, they just kind of, I think, left it mostly open ended and just said, you know, this is what could possibly be it. But they didn't say because, you know, white people are inferior, or black people are inferior. They didn't make any of those claims. But people were just upset by the data. And so one of the guys who's involved in intelligence research and I think knew knows Charles Murray personally was on uh, Lex Friedman's podcast. So I was tuning in for that. And they went into this whole thing about should you even conduct that sort of research? What should you do with the information if you have it? Uh, Lex seemed to think that perhaps there was a responsibility on behalf of the researchers either to not research it at all or if they do and it is um comes out unfavorably by society standards that maybe you shouldn't even publish it at all. Lex thought that? He was kind of it was he was more playing devil's advocate cuz the other guy was so like you got to publish everything you find. And Lex was like don't you think that you bear responsibility for the fact that your studies could be misinterpreted by the wrong people? Which is a fair question. I guess he didn't say like you shouldn't publish it, but he's like should you be extra careful to say this doesn't mean X or this does mean Y? Like, make sure that it's very crystal clear that you're not a racist or a sexist or whatever the case may be. And the guy basically said, uh, no, it's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to just collect the data as a researcher and to publish the data said you shouldn't be afraid to he, he thinks it's unfortunate but you know you shouldn't be afraid as a researcher to publish something because you know you're afraid that someone else might misinterpret it misinterpret it mm-hmm. so it was kind of an interesting discussion and a lot's been said with like this the studies that were done in the holocaust by dr mengle um is it mengle mengle, mengle? i thought it was mengala mengala um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, did Pangolin. horrible experiment experiments with like twins and 
kids and changing eye color, just horrific sorts of things done by Nazi doctors. But, you know, there was a lot of data that was collected. So what do you do? Do you just shred the data or you just go, okay, well, we learned something here. Like, let's just not trying to compare that to intelligence uh, studies or whatnot, but a similar sort of thing where it's frowned upon, society frowns upon it. So do we just throw it all out? Do we even research it at all? Um, The doctor that, that Lex had on made it very clear that these differences still probably persist today even though the the data was collected about three decades ago he said that there's really no evidence to suggest anything has changed um and that a lot of people much like they're trying to do with the military and adopting women uh, into combat units a lot of people in high levels of education um boards of education uh, at like stanford and stuff like that that are involved with a lot of policy making have suggested dropping standards you know in terms of testing um one of them he said he was appalled by the fact that i think a woman at stanford she was like an education um uh professor of education or something that was involved in some sort of like committee or commission that was gonna be involved in changing policy and she wanted to make the claim that like intelligence there's no genetic component um there's no genetic component of intelligence and that there's no no there's no people that are more gifted mathematically than others. It's essentially just like your environment and if you have the right teachers and all that sort of stuff. So she actually wanted mm. to eradicate like advanced classes because she just thought that it, it made other people feel bad that they couldn't, um, you know, they were unable to succeed if they were to take an advanced calculus class, for example. And, you know, this doctor was just beside himself, thought it was horrific. And... um. It was just interesting stuff regarding controversial topics. Do you even investigate them at all? Do you acknowledge them at all? Do you just assume that it's all because of the environment and they didn't have resources? Although he did say something that was like really interesting. He said that they conducted studies over several years and repeated them over and over again. And they said when you controlled for like um, the teacher and the level of education that they received from the teacher and also like the resources and how much money the school had, he said that the number one predictor for success, and I think they measured success by academic success, so take that as you will. Um, They said that the number one predictor was just essentially innate ability, the the abilities that the student brought in with them, so essentially their innate ability. And he said that the resources... Mm. Um, that they received from the schools and also the level of the teachers um, was responsible for less than 10% of the variance of the students. And again, they measured this by academic success or, you know, how far they, if they got a graduate degree, which to me, I don't think is a great measure, but nevertheless. It's a measure though. Right. It's it's something to be considered Mm -hmm. or I don't think they just took straight IQ. I think it was like they measured it by academic success. Um and they said that, yeah, so why would we be dumping all these funds into education and better schools when at the end of the freaking day, it doesn't really matter, is uh, what the guy was saying. Now, again, no, I would need to look at the study. That's BS, because even, like, even the quote-unquote smart or intelligent kids, like, still need to be taught. Sure, and I mean... Obviously, if the teacher doesn't even know how to do the math problem, but I'm uh, assuming and maybe I'm wrong in assuming that the teacher can has some, some basic competency. Obviously, some teachers are much better than so. others. Um, but again, I think that this guy like knew what he was talking about. It's but not to, like we're going to suddenly think, but did you think of this? He's like, yeah, I did. So, but to go back to like the original thing, uh, I think absolutely they should study stuff like that. Because if you think it's a problem... What you shouldn't do, and what the guy was saying, is that you shouldn't not investigate it. Right. And he said, and you should look at it, see what it means, and that's the only real way that you'll be able to solve the problem if you think there is a problem. Correct. But instead, they see the data, they're offended by it, they say that there's no problem or that it's, you know... Uh, racism or whatever they don't have the resources or whatnot and then you 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 blow more funds into mm-hmm. either education or something or whatever and you don't see a change 
and then you say, well, maybe it doesn't have to do with that. Then other people get mad at you. So it's like he, he's just like you're, you're going in circles, just doing this like dance, this um, what do they call it? Like moral posturing dance, essentially, mm-hmm. where you're really not helping the problem. You're just th- like throwing the stamp on of like, oh, OK, well, this is racist or this, that, whatever. Yeah. So it was just an interesting stuff of him. You know, very he was very calculated in how he was defending, you know, the bell curve because obviously the negative connotation it has associated. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that like there should be basically nothing off limits that you can uh, do study a study ethically. on. Study, correct. I mean, like mm-hmm. you know, obviously like torturing and things like that. Like that's right. I'm, not, I'm not talking about that, but like at least like talking about stuff, you should be able to. What you was, should be able to present the facts. Yeah. Um, like date, you know. More information is always better. Yeah, I was going to say, data doesn't lie, but that's not true. It could. Yeah. True, data doesn't lie, but it's not always true data either. Right. But, but still, like, talk about it. Yeah, right. So that you could actually try to come and, up with a solution that would and work. The, right. And the thing is, like, the the more data, the better. And because somebody else might read that study and, and you know, see something else that they didn't see and then do a study based on that that might actually, like, have an impact on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were to describe intelligence, how would you do it? Like, what do you think in, intelligent intelligence is at its core? And again, there's, it's very compartmentalized. But the, if you were to, to describe it in its most basic form, how would you describe it? The ability to logic and reason. Okay. Yeah, I would say something similar to that. Problem solve. Yeah. Um, it has a lot to do with like memory and learning. Mm-hmm. I'd say. But again, there's different types of intelligence. I was just say you can you can be strong in you know problem solving, but not be good in memory. But if you're so good in one, it can make up for not being good in the other. Right. You know. And I feel like with a lot of neural atypical people, and I and I guess this is these are I don't want to say it's usually like this because I feel like these are always the cases we hear about, right? Like Elon Musk, who's probably has Aspergers, mm-hmm. so he probably has a very I don't want to say a very low EQ, but probably a lower EQ. Like I've seen him interact with people. It's awkward. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I think he's smart enough where he can like pick up on things just by saying like, oh, that person looked at me like this. And I know that this now means that he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Yeah. It's more, it's not so automatic. I I like Elon. I think what he does is cool. But like, I also don't like the fact that people are like, oh, and they did the same thing with Steve Jobs. They're like, we need him to run the world, which... Being the richest man, he kind of does, um, you know, because he is so smart. God, he's brilliant. Like, look what all he's done. And it's like, well, he really didn't. Like, he grew up a rich kid that was lucky enough to invest in good investments, uh-huh. you know, and like, he wasn't really the guy who like had anything to do with like the SpaceX program itself. He funded it. Okay. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like, and, and we need people like him to be able to do that. Right. But, like, he wasn't in there building the rockets and, like, doing, like, he doesn't But do... even if he was, why would that make him a good leader? Right. You know? But they, but, but they, they say, oh, well, he's, like, so smart. Look how rich he is. He's so smart. He's got all... But he didn't do any of that. Hmm. I don't know. I, do I think that the smartest people are always the, the most well-equipped to, uh, like, lead, especially, like, lead a country? Um, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of more research on the big five, the personality mm-hmm. big five, mm-hmm. because I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson and he often references it. Well, he's Canadian. That so, is true. Yeah. So I should really discount everything he says. Correct. But Probably eats poutine. <laughs> probably does. And loves hockey. But so do we. So I was looking up the big five yesterday because he always references it and I would like to to know exactly what the big five are, what they actually mean, all that sort of stuff. They're all pretty intuitive, except there was one that I didn't know what it meant, really, and that was conscientiousness. And so yesterday, I kind of did a deep dive into what that means. Like, we can all kind of, like, it's OCEAN is the uh, acronym. Mm -hmm. So it's like openness to new experiences, conscientiousness, extroversion. um, Love will? uh, No. Uh, Oh, shit. No, no, no. Hold on. AAA is uh Oh my god. Yeah, I, I don't know him, so. No, I know what it is. It's I don't know why uh, and neuroticism is the last one. agreeableness, excuse me. Okay. Is the A. So You should know that one. Yeah. So I um I was investigating conscientiousness cuz I didn't really 
like I kind of knew what it meant, but like if you were asked, I, I was like, is it someone who's like kind of cautious? Like I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a more of a, a deep dive yesterday into like what it actually is, what the, the they call the facets, like the subcomponents yeah. are. So it's like people who are extremely organized in every which way, planning, putting things together. They're very tidy, all that sort of thing. Productiveness was the other um, facet where obviously you're you're pretty time efficient. You get things done. You follow through with projects. And the last big one was uh, responsibility. So you're a very dependable person, trustworthy person, did it, all this sort of stuff. Okay. And I think out of all of the big five, I would score highest on conscientiousness now, again, there's conscientiousness is typically a good trait to have, but obviously the downfall is it's also associated with a lot of uh, mental disorders. Mm. Number one being obsessive compulsive disorder. Hmm. Imagine that. That's what the, the doctor said that was giving me the information. She goes, listen, it's great, but also it can run away from you. And it has a high correlation rate with obsessive compulsive disorder. I can and see I went, that. Huh. Interesting. Cool. So I was kind of going through all of those things. Like, oh, great. More to obsess about. <laughs> exactly. That I'm too conscientious. Um, but I think that a good leader would be someone who, if, if we go into all of the, uh, through the things, probably moderate on the openness to new things. You probably want someone who is um, very conscientious, mm-hmm. very organized, gets shit done, productive, time efficient, all that sort of thing. Uh, you probably want someone who is pretty extroverted. Right. Yeah, so yeah, that they can yeah. talk to the people, the public, because that's who they're representing. Uh, agreeableness. You probably want someone who is pretty fucking low in agreeableness. Now, you would think that just being agreeable would be a good thing. But I also went into agreeableness and why um, women actually find disagreeable men a lot more attractive than agreeable men, because agreeable men tend to be um, pushovers, bitches, yeah. betas. So a gr- disagreeable doesn't necessarily mean that they're picking fights with everybody, but they're more likely to stand up if they think that something is a bad idea, for example. So they won't just go along with the crowd. If they did studies where they had people like in a, in a group setting in an office and people were just pitching horrible ideas and agreeable people just kind of went with it because they didn't want to rock the boat, even though they knew that it was a shit idea. Whereas disagreeable people will be like, they'll go against the grain. They're not mm-hmm. afraid of confrontation, of uh, starting shit with managers and publixes. They're, you know, they'll just call it out as they see it. I got an update to that, too. <laughs> Do you? I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear it. Um, and so it's probably best to be a disagreeable person in the, in the sense of the, the big five. Not necessarily, like, just disagreeing with people on be- for the sake of being, you know, disagreeing and being a pain in the ass. And then you probably also want someone who is probably pretty low in neuroticism, or at least can hide it well. Yeah. Because well, you don't need someone who's... That could be scary, too. Right, right. And again, I feel like people who are low in neuroticism um, and low in conscientiousness and disagreeable usually fall into like the dark triad thing they talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there might be some people that we work with that might be high on the, on the dark triad. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Usually those people are yeah. very successful. Obviously, Rhett's part of the dark triad. <laughs> yeah. People high on the dark triad, usually it's funny because there's just like a couple degrees of difference between psycho serial killer and CEO. Right. Or surgeon. Yeah. Surgeons are yeah, tend to yeah. be very high on the dark triad, which mm-hmm. is interesting. So, um, and I think it's uh, narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. So it has a lot to do with like... Being pretty emotionally stable, not being empathetic, having a a feeling of self-entitledness and also um, manipulating the ability Mm -hmm. to manipulate people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women find that hot, by the way. You know, so yeah, by the way, yeah, by the way, this is Dr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but a lot of times that's why you see all these crazy serial killers and they have all these uh female fans that oh, keep yeah, writing pen to them. Pals and, mm-hmm. Oh, of course, that want to marry them, even though they've murdered 12 women mm-hmm. in cold blood. So, all the hot chicks like to do, yeah, that. women nah, do not really, no hot chicks ever do that. <laughs> women typically don't like agreeable men. So, I was, I was learning about this through Jordan Peterson and his daughter, actually, Michaela. Michaela Peterson, who also is has a lot of insight on this stuff because she grew up with with Jordan Peterson as a dad, so she just kind of like heard this through her whole life. Interesting stuff. But we'll take a few phone calls and get the fuck out of here. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Wimmel? What's up, Iggy? 
How's it going? I just realized that uh, I have not called you uh, into the show since like April. I know you're probably missing it. Yeah, it's been nice. It's been too long. Yeah, right? No doubt. Fuck has been. Right? Fuck you, Blitz. So it looks like it's my guess. Mm-hmm. Blitz is probably uh, Porky Piggin right now because this is more than likely just like a regular conversation in your relationship. And I just want to know is. how far into this relationship do, does does it go, or this conversation does it go before you start barking? Um, it, we'll probably start fucking uh, either in a few hours or tomorrow morning. <laughs> but um, pretty much how your life goes or your conversation. You know, yes. to be honest with you, we do have a lot of conversations like this. <laughs> I've had long conversations with Blitz too, and and I can just kind of see that this is how your relationship. Yeah, is. Oh, sometimes yeah. <laughs> my favorite times are usually, well, almost always on a weekend day, and you know we have like kind of a lazy morning, and we get into a talk about either plants or CBD, Delta 9, whatever. And then all of a sudden we just go down a rabbit hole of Googling and oh, yeah. looking shit up. Hormones is a big one with us. We talk a lot mm-hmm. about uh, tests and uh, hormone therapy. We're both very interested in. So that's usually where we find ourselves on a Saturday morning. I figured as much. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So where, where does the barking come in? You know, i got to ask the bubble questions. Before oh, and after. Yeah, usually before. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, not during. during. No, no. That's no. not how we, we dirty talk. Like, no. you're not like doggy style Googling shit, are you? No, the no, phones are usually put away. Yeah, we use Bing. Yeah, we use Bing. Good to see y'all happy. Bing for the bang. Thanks, Iggy. Hope all's well with you. Hope to see you at yeah. Bubble 199 soon. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay, do it. Yeah, hope so. Bye. See you, Hello? Oh, hold on. Hello, who's this? Hey, Anna. Uh, 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 your boyfriend? This is Gary. How's it going? Okay, I knew it. What's going on, Gary? Chasing the dream. <laughs> you know those intelligence and race questions or IQ and race uh, studies that you were talking about? Yeah. Weren't they later used to show that the the IQ tests were culturally biased and then they changed the tests in, in ways which were more based on, you know, science, math, and stuff like that, and took out the cultural stuff. Because, you know, you and I taking an IQ test that had to do all with Native American issues, I don't think we would do well. No, and I've, I've actually seen this before. My, my senior thesis when I was at UC Santa Barbara, I was working for this guy named Michael Gervin. He was a, a horrible, tiny little nebbish Jewish man, tiny and just a miserable man. But he did all these, um, I guess you would call them IQ tests, I don't know, involving these native people of Belize, and they would have to recreate these geometric figures and they were unable to do so and i remember going up to him and i was like does everyone have you know extra chromosomes like what's going on here and he goes well these people have never been formally educated they don't know how to use a pen but then he would have questions where an interviewer was asking them like okay you have 60 seconds name as many fish species as you can and they can name like 150 so you know obviously it was a little bit different you know and, and biased and stuff but, um, yeah, I don't know too much about the IQ tests that have been administered in America and how they've evolved it, over it the years. It reminds me of some videos I saw recently. It was either on YouTube or maybe, like, Instagram or something. And uh, the guy goes around town asking younger uh, – I think they called them, like, millennials, even though they're really, like, Gen, Z or... Gen whatever whatever the younger ones are now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, can you name, like, three countries other than other than America? And they were unable to. And then he's like – can you name how, or how many continents are there? And they're like two. And then he goes, can you name the Kardashians? And they name all the Kardashians like instantly. Right. And that's a cultural thing. Yeah. You know, that's like saying, can you name five rap songs to someone who's 65? You know, sure. It, they may not get it. Sure. Uh, yeah. The current rap, top rap songs. So, yeah, I think they, they kind of use those studies that that man that you were talking or that that uh, those men that Could you were be. talking about. Yeah, they, they did, because, yeah, change. they did. Have you ever, t- have and, you taken that, an IQ test? Yeah, I've taken a... Uh, what is it, like a several. 280 or something? <laughs> no, but the highest I ever got was 182, and then the last one I took was 160. So, so you're a genius. Well, I've been ranked that several yeah. times. Yeah, anything uh, over 160 is considered a genius status. Yeah, but, uh, you know, again... Some of them are just like, like you say, rote or memory type stuff. Sure. And, and real, I think simple stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then I've taken other studies where they try to determine whether you're uh, 
going into dementia or mental cognitive mm. problems. You take those on and, a yearly basis? And then they ask the real prostate. simple questions. Okay. It's like, okay, how can someone with like uh, myself, four degrees and and, and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, who ha- uh, who may be, or, or like the Diacos, may be very intelligent people, and then you offer these tests to test their cognitive abilities, and they're just real simple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, you, you need to have a, a test that tests in super intelligent people whether they're losing their uh, cognitive sure. abilities at, at a different level. And, and Blitz, you're right, uh, Jobs probably would not have been a, a good president no. uh, or, or Elon Musk and no. Donald Trump. You can name them all. But they're not, so like like Jobs or Elon, like they're uh, they're not genius level people like they're, you know. But who's to even say that a genius would be a good. And I, I agree. Yeah. I, I have a question, Gary. What, yeah. what are your plans for this weekend? Like what, what do you do? What do you week- do on the weekend? Well, like I said before, I'll either go riding four by four out on the ranch, or or go. Actually, this weekend I would hope to go shooting some, some stuff. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Very good. I like to. I have a, a three eighty, a, a, a twelve gauge, uh, mm-hmm. something else. Do you I put a? Do you four- put a maga hat on your target? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, beautiful. All right, yeah, Gary, I, we got to get going. All targets are red. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Have a great all weekend. Right, all right, Gary, Gary thank you. Bye. He was very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Pretty pleasant. Um, all right, I think that pretty much sums it up for now. Um, I hope everyone has a great weekend. I know we will for sure because we're going to get yeah. to Ethiopian food. Or not. Or not. Don't give me that look. You, you scare me. I'm afraid of you. <laughs> Have a great weekend, Blitz. Thank you so much for all you do. You too. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs. From technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.